Kumite Radio is brought to you by Supplement Warfare. Visit their website, supplementwarfare.com.au for the best quality supplements on the planet. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off of all orders. If you're trying to get sexy for the summer, if you're just trying to flex on fools, visit supplementwarfare.com.au for the best supplements in the world. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off and support the podcast. Joining me right now on Kumite Radio is James Terry. He'll be fighting on September 29th at Bellator 206 against Adam Piccolotti in San Jose, California. What's going on, James? Hey, what's up, man? How are you doing? Good, good. Um, you know, you're one of the old school guys. You fought in Strike Force, and a lot of those Strike Force guys moved on to Bellator and the UFC. They're having a lot of success. You're on that list. When you see or when you run into the other fighters and coaches from those days, is it like the old boys club to you? Uh, yeah, no doubt, right? Uh, for sure, man. I mean, uh, you know, I've been, I've been around for a while, so there's, there's a little bit of nostalgia going on. You know, when I see one of the old, old fighters, uh, you know, old coaches I've been working with, um, it, you know, we like to reminisce and talk and it, it's fun, man. You know, and even, you know, even the young fighters will reminisce with me. You know, they're like, oh, man, I remember this and I remember that. And you fought in this card and you fought this guy. So that's cool. That's always cool, too, you know, because they're like kind of like indirectly calling me old. <laughs> You know, so, uh, but yeah, man, uh, it's been a blast. I'm I'm lucky to be in this sport for so long. I mean, this is my 12th year fighting. Uh, actually, th I've completed 12 years, so this will be my 13th year um, fighting. Speaking of the younger generation coming up in the sport right now, you know, the kids that are in their late teens and early 20s, are they that much different from the fighters from 10 years ago? Yeah, you know, yeah, I think uh, I think the sport has evolved tremendously. You know, um, MMA is is the sport now. It's like it's like, hey, what's your background? And, the, and those kids are like, uh, martial arts. You know, like I've been training MMA since I've been a little kid. Um, you know, fighting was theoretical prior to MMA, essentially, right? In, in some respects, like real fighting. I mean, I'm talking about like ground game and minimize, minimizing the rules. Like people that knew. You go stand up, we're like, oh, yeah, you know, Muay Thai is where it's at, um, you know, kickboxing where it's at. Like, they kind of knew, like, some of the fluff of some of the traditional martial arts wasn't necessarily practical, right? But when it really came down to it, when, when we had the MMA, when MMA, you know, surfaced, it was, you know, we, we still had grand ideas that these crazy karate blocks and, you know, crazy, like, DDT moves in WWE were going to be working, you know, but... Uh, it's not theoretical anymore. People know what to train. They know how to train and people know how to train them. And there's, there's kids coming up, man. Like my boy, uh, you know, Anthony Figueroa, his son, uh, uh is, is been training MMA in, in Anthony's gym and Ant dog's gym. Sometimes he's been a little kid. So we got that coming up and, and, uh, I, I it's amazing seeing what these guys can do. Um, it, it's real cool. And it's been, it's been awesome to be able to be in the sport and evolve because I've, I've evolved just tremendously, you know, mm -hmm. um, it, it, it's been fun. It's been a lot, a lot of fun. I'm really, really lucky to have entered MMA when, when I did and, and then it kind of go through this, this cycle of 
just evolution and and me training with all these awesome gyms and awesome fighters and awesome coaches and evolving into the fighter that I am that I feel like I'm on on the level of anybody out there that I could beat anybody out there um and that's something to be said you know how far I've come and how far the sports come where it's at right now you know you won four in a row three yeah. for Bellator even though you know you are 37 years old do you feel like you are in the prime of your career right now yeah I, th I feel like the, the the you know the physicality has not dropped off yet for me I'm I'm still beating a lot of my conditioning records uh, I, I, I'm very systematic about my stuff and I keep track of certain things, you know, strength records, conditioning records, uh, VO2 max records, you know, uh, stuff like that. And, and I'm the, I'm the best I've ever been right now. And when it comes to obviously, you know, the intelligence and the conceptual understanding of fighting, you know, the longer you're in the game, the better you are. Um, I think I'm at the cusp. I'm at that pinnacle of physicality and knowledge and this is my time i was always a late bloomer man when i when i graduated high school i looked like i was 12 <laughs> so, you know i i i really feel like i'm really confident this is my time i feel real good um i felt i honestly i felt like for the past seven eight years i've been fighting at a really really high level mm -hmm. and the stars haven't aligned for me in, in many ways i've been like right at the cusp of something really big happening in my career and, you know, losing a, a few split decisions um, that I feel that I won and many people feel I won. I mean, this is a, a conversation that I've had time and time again. There's, you know, one judge, one round would have changed my entire career, um, you know, the direction it took. And I just, I, I had some uh, things that didn't quite go my way and, uh, but that's life. And, and I stuck to my guns and I kept training and I didn't let that derail me because I, I have confidence in myself and my family and my friends and my coaches and my teammates, they all have confidence in me. And that's really, that's really driven me. That's really, really driven me. And I have unfinished business at MMA. That is for sure. And now is my time. What are the biggest differences you see in yourself compared to the your days as a strike force contender? Uh, I'm much more well-rounded. I'm much more well-rounded. I think I had, uh, you know, holes in my game. Uh, I think that I wasn't. I didn't work as hard as I thought I did. You know, I worked really hard. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I felt like I was the hardest worker in the gym, um, at least you know, e equal to or better than. I always try to be the hardest worker, but you know, you look back, you look back at things you did and things you didn't do. And, um, I, I, I'm on a different level now when it comes to my work ethic, uh, I've built up an incredible tolerance to, to exercise. Uh, and that's taken time to, to build. Um, I just do the right things, man. And, and you know, the concepts, the concepts and the strategies of fighting, the muscle memory and learning new techniques. I mean, this is a, never ending ever evolving puzzle and it's just there's so many things to learn i mean i recently got my black belt in jiu-jitsu and you know you could say that was my weakness a few years ago and and i just i've embraced jiu-jitsu i love it now um you know gorilla jiu-jitsu in pleasanton i'm the manager and i'm one of the instructors there i'm full-time at that gym and I, i've just been you know engulfed in jiu-jitsu and just just loving it, loving it. And I didn't have a passion for jiu-jitsu. 
you know, before I met Dave Camarillo and, uh, you know, he really sparked that, that, that interest in jiu-jitsu for me. I've had some phenomenal jiu-jitsu instructors, but, uh, for some reason it's just things in the line. And, um, when, when I went to, when I went to gorilla, I, everything clicked for me, just the, the wanting to learn the techniques and, and the drills that he had us do maybe improve and um i love it i'm just i'm really uh really been digging being at that gym and i feel my striking has improved immensely because i've been around some top-notch world-class strikers uh, i was the wrestling coach at combat sports academy for five years um and there's just a bunch of killers in that gym and i learned a tremendous amount from them um I, you know, I'm very thankful that things kind of fell into place they did. Um, and, you know, of course, Kung Lee. Kung Lee started my, my career out, man. I mean, that guy is, you know, there's not – I mean, I can't say enough good things about him. Uh, you know, he, he helped me so much, and he groomed me, and he – you know, it was perfect. When he was done with his career, you know, we kind of parted ways. And like I said, I went to Combat Sports Academy and Gorilla, and it just – it was the perfect decentral, uh, decentralizing my, my training, you know, because I'm loyal, man. If Kung, I'm a ride or die. If Kung would have kept his gym, I would have stayed there. And, may, and that would have been awesome. You know, he's a great coach and it's a great crew. But decentralizing your training and getting new looks and getting new coaches and getting new verbiage for the same or different techniques is, is, uh, is the way you grow. And it just things, like I said, things really came together. Whether – whether or not I'm like, I, I win the rest of my fights, if I never win another fight again, uh, things worked out to where I progressed tremendously. Like I am a, on, I, I can hang with anybody right now. I can beat anybody right now. And I 100% feel that, that is true. My coaches feel it's true. Um, I'm lucky that things worked out the way they did. Yeah, Bellator 206, your opponent, Adam Piccolotti, he is a yeah. type of fighter you have faced before do you think so or does he present any new challenges for you well uh, you know he's very well-rounded so um i mean shoot this is my 30th fight there's guys that i would say have elements of, of what adam brings to the table but adam's tough man i mean adam's very unique you know he's really good jiu-jitsu good wrestler um you know he he, he he's stand-up's good i mean he he's training with the combat sports academy guys too so it's funny we never ran into each other because uh you know i was training at aka and he he probably came soon after i left uh not that i was a full-time aka guy but you know kung had an alliance with them and i would go in there a few times a week for years and uh, i never trained with him there he came in after and then you know combat sports academy i think he comes in there once or twice a week and i just always missed him you know i was there three times a week uh combat sports academy i wasn't full-time there either so um it's it's funny because we have a lot of similar training partners so He's, he's a tough dude, man, but I also feel like, I also feel like he's got a lot of, like, he's been promoted a lot, right? And he deserves that. He deserves to be promoted, but I have not been promoted with Bellator, uh, and I feel like I've deserved it, so I think this fight's happening for a reason, because this is going to show everybody, hey, you know, James earned, earned the right to be promoted and be on these main card fights, and, um, you know, when I beat Adam, there's going to be no, there's going to be no, there's going to be no like, oh, James should have got this. No, he's going to get this. That's the bottom line. I need to be back on promotional contract. 
I don't need to be fighting big name fighters. I can fight big name fighters at 55 or 70. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. And everything is coming together, like I said. And Adam's going to be in front of me. Perfect time in my career. I can't wait. SAP Center, San Jose, you fought there numerous times. Is there somewhat of a calming effect that comes over you fighting in a place that you are so familiar with? Yeah, I mean, I think this is my 10th fight there. Uh, and I, I've only lost once there. I think I'm 8-1 and one there. Uh, I'd have to do the math. Maybe I'm 7-1. I think I'm 8-1, and one, man. And the only guy I lost to, lost in quotations, because every major media website had me winning that fight, and I thought I won that fight, was against Bobby Green. That was my last strike force fight, uh, and that was a great fight. And I feel like I won that fight. Um, and like I said, so did everybody else. So I, I, I've done really well in that arena, really well. You know, 8-1, um, I've had, I've had a, a, a few knockouts there that have been pretty epic. I fought in some huge cards there. Um, I feel comfortable. You know, I, I feel about as comfortable as you can feel fighting, I think. You know, I think I'm, I'm already like a – I'm pretty good at dealing with stress as it is, no matter what the stress be. Um, and just years of wrestling and dealing with the psychology of performing in a one-on-one -on -one sport and then fighting. This is my 30th fight, you know, long time. Um, yeah, I feel good, man. I, I, that arena, whatever arena, it doesn't matter. But I like fighting at home. I like sleeping in my own bed. You know, like kissing my baby girl, my baby girls, uh, kissing my daughters at night after I fight. You know, I, I like bringing my, my, my daughter Zoe up on stage with me because she's in town <laughs> for weigh-ins. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to fight there. That's my favorite arena to fight in, without a doubt. It seems like you're living in the moment now. You're just kind of like taking it all in little by little. And it's not, you, you just said your mind is at peace, which is very dangerous. Yeah, no doubt. The guy. no doubt. I think I think when you're relaxed, your true potential comes out, right? That's why when guys spar, they 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 spar a certain level, right? And then they fight, and a lot of guys shut down. You know, I've I've known a ton of guys. Um, you know, they shut down in competition, and I'm not saying I'm not guilty of that. I've definitely, you know, done some things or have not done some things. If you want to look at it like that, that maybe I would have done uh, if I was you know, less locked up, less nervous in the fight. Um, but, you know, that, that is true mastery of fighting, I think. You know, it's, there, there's the skill set that, that you have to master, of course, yeah. But, you know, master, you know mastering oneself is, is really where it's at. Mastering that inner demon in your head, whether you're training and it's telling you to quit because it hurts, or whether you're fighting and it's telling you this, and you know, the, no, you know that's not the right thing to do, you know. Um, I, you burn a lot of energy. I, I see that. I see a lot of guys, you know, I, in their head, they're just, they're a basket case. You know, I've had teammates that, that they have one kind of, they have a personality that I'm very familiar with. And the, right before they fight, their personality changes, right? And you got to flip a switch, but you got to flip a switch that's advantageous to you dominating your fight and you, or you applying the game plan, maybe I should say. It seems like, Every your last two fights, they've both been at catch weight, and they're lowering the weight slowly for you to transition to lightweight. And I've heard you speak about this, and you just mentioned yeah. it earlier. Um, as, you know, is it easy for you to cut down a lightweight? Because you've been fighting at what toy for a long time? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh man, I fought, I fought 55 four times and it was horrendous, right? At the same time, I was talking about my conditioning and my, my work ethic. Uh, it's increased. That's also increased my discipline. I used to, uh, I used to basically, you know, just be this fat kid that just wanted to eat all the time. And that was, that was uh, increased when I started dropping to 55. I actually gained more weight. You know, it's like, the person that goes on the diet and then they, they feast in famine, they start eating and they blow up. You know, you're, I know a lot more about nutrition, nutrition, science, physiology of the body, um, where I'm able to, I'm able to, you know, do my nutrition in a proper way. My weight is down. Uh, I'm leaner year round. I don't balloon up. Um, I feel I made 165 easy. I mean, I was sweating. I was 164.7 and I was still sweating. And, uh, you know, Rich Chu, the, one of the promoters, you know, he was like, well, oh, man, you're still sweating. You made 65. Like he was like, you know, kind of like excited, you know, and I'm like, that's right. And I'm like, I'm still sweating. And, you know, you, these guys better act right. Or I'm going to drive down a 55 and take that strap. You know, you know, I think, I think that like I was saying in one of the interviews, 70 is saturated with big name talent. Right. And this sport is not always about who the best fighter is. Okay. It, it, it's about who is who has the most instagram followers who who is provocative who's going to make people talk right um that's why we see guys rise so quick right and yeah those guys always got to be good but there's a lot of good guys man i mean you look at you look at you know the bay area in california you go to the you watch the prelims before any of these sap shows and there's juggernauts in there fighting man i mean any a lot of those guys could be in the main card and guess what I'm the king of, the, of those juggernauts. I'm the king of the prelims. I mean, straight up, a lot of the guys that are on the main card are, are, are fed easy opponents because they're trying to be promoted, and we all know it. The, the, the main card in Bellator and many, in many organizations, uh, and I understand it's a business. There's a couple hot chicks that fight. They have five fights. Um, there's an undefeated prospect. Uh, he fights a guy that's 50 and 50. And then there's a couple big name fights. That's usually how it goes, right? They don't have two guys that are two of the top guys in California or Kansas or whatever. You know, two of the top local guys that are right in the cusp of being signed by UFC or being signed to a promotional agreement or used to be signed and have fought big name fights, top 10 guys. They don't have those guys fighting the main card because they want new, fresh blood. They want hot chicks that that promote that, that, that cause people to talk that had a lot of Instagram followers, you know, um, it is what it is, man. You know, I, I have fought my way and clawed my way back up. You win a fight, you go up one notch, you lose a fight, you go down two, three, four notches. And that's, that's how the game is. You got to be in huge win streaks. If you, if you're in my point of my career, uh, in my stage in the career, you, you got to be on huge win streaks to get any kind of opportunities, you know, look at, look at Adam. I mean, Adam's been on the main card every single time. And now he's fighting me, arguably, arguably the best guy he's fought, not arguably the most experienced guy he's fought. And we're fighting in the prelims, you know? So at the same time, this card is stacked with big name talent. Like I started this conversation with, there's more opportunity for me at 55 because there's, it's less saturated with big names. Um, but I'll be everybody. I'll be all the 55. I'll be all the seven years. I, I get, I get them. You know, they're talking about doing new weights at 
60, 65. I think 65 is a weight class. That's perfect for me. I love it. You know, bring it. Um, I'm just ready to go. Any, any weight between 55 and 70, I'm good. I, if I had my choice, 65, 60 would be the perfect weight for me. I'd rather not cut the 55. But I also am a prize fighter, and I'm trying to make some money for my family. So I want to fight lightweight if they're going to give me big-name fights. For sure. Well, you get a huge opportunity against a rising prospect in Adam Piccolotti on September 29th, Bellator 206, the biggest card probably in the history of, arguably in the history of the promotion. So I think this fight could steal the show. Even though it's on the prelims, you guys could go out there and put on one of those, you know, classic battles, man. Good luck to you and uh, thank you for your time. I appreciate you, brother.